0: You're never going to find a company that did better marketing than Nike. You know, I knew a lot of believers there. That's where you went to make money and you got to work with all the state of the art equipment. You got to work with the best marketing teams in the world. If you wanted to go out and say, you know, I want to go ahead and make some high quality Christian content, you might be like, wait, what? That doesn't exist. What in the world can my kids watch that I don't have to fix right after they watch it? Our kids need play. And they need a place to have play that's redemptive. And screen times will be part of their world. And so we need to create.
1: The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com.
2: We we're looking at like Christian culture
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then Christian culture, not having what we need. Yeah. Like we're, 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 we want good movies. We want good music. We want good shows. We want good apps. We want good things. You know, we want these things that we can put our kids onto as well. Right. Cause I think when we're looking at this, I'm not just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about my child. Right. And a verse came to me as I was sitting here thinking about this podcast episode. And it was like, why do the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all the faithless live at ease? You have planted them and they have taken root. They grow and bear fruit. You're always on their lips, but far from their hearts mm-hmm. in Jeremiah. And when you're thinking about that, you're like, man, why do they get all the money for all the budgets? And, and we just don't get to see this stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, there's there's a bad rap with Christian creativity <laughs> and the stuff that comes out of like, you know, as far as Christian content. And a lot of people are like, well, it's bad storytelling. They play it way too safe, et cetera, et cetera. On the other side, limited funding, limited resources, limited talent pool. And then the side that most that complain about it don't consider is a very limiting audience, very harsh critics. Um, Now, what does that all mean for the adult who's already been saved? Not much, you know, you just kind of, Go with it, it, right? But for the children who have this alternative beckoning them, it'd be nice to say, hey, but look at this amazing stuff over here. So we decided to bring somebody on that can speak to this from an additional Christian creative standpoint. And that is our new friend, Matt Wolf. He's the marketing manager and senior product manager at True Play. And he's a Christian dad with the strong values and a mission to protect children from harmful content and provide a better alternative. So, welcome, Matt.
2: Yeah, Matt, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on. Shay, oh, yeah. Michelle, yes, I'm really excited yes. to
0: be here and talk about this. So, I am a parent, so I'm pretty passionate about this. <laughs> now,
2: now right. I, as a parent, I, I've heard rumors. Do you homeschool?
0: I, I well, okay. So, I, my wife homeschools
2: <laughs> so okay
0: let's let's be clear so uh, yes i do as much as i can but my work keeps me really busy but the great okay. thing about my work is it's about my kids which you'll find out but yes we homeschool um all three of our littles and i do have an older daughter who, who's all grown up and she's married so um we didn't we didn't homeschool her but man i, I sure wish we would have um, right
1: So I'm excited to hear kind of what your thoughts are, because you also worked in this on the secular side as a believer at -hmm. places like Nike. So what's it been like for you, you know, to kind of migrate from, I guess, that side of the working world to where you are now at True Play?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is a reality that for the most part, all the best creativity and, you know, even Christian creatives. But the secular market has really owned that. Yeah. For the majority of, I, I know my whole life, um, and I think you know, you know, not to get too deep into history, but you know, for the better part of our our country, we've been predominantly a Christian country, so content was always pretty safe and, and pretty wholesome. And then, you know, the mid nineteen hundreds started to really change, and and it's like, wow, we just go ahead, we went ahead and jumped off a cliff, um, and our content is it's not healthy for our kids i mean we have all sorts of stats that show like you know suicide depression are all time highs we have you know for the first time in our country like less than 50% of the people and you know say that they believe in jesus and and for children that's even younger and and if you you look at creativity and content well as christians for the most part we've been building that for secular companies and it's been it's been okay until really recent and the past few decades where we've seen content get darker. We've mm. seen, you know, more bad actors being a part of that content, more agendas being driven. And and as parents, it's like we, you know, screen time, content, movies, you know, digital play is it's always going to be a part of our lives and our kids' lives. And so but we we kinda as a parent, I'm like, where in the world do I let my kids go that's safe? And not just safe, you know, like like any stranger can kind of be safe, but it doesn't mean they're being wholesome. Like, where can I go where my kids can get redemptive screen time? Mm -hmm. And it's just not there. And in Christian, you know, Christian content is, has really for the most part been synonymous, synonymous with like cheesy, low budget and you hand it to your kids and they're like, ah, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go watch this or play this. So it's, it's been a void. Um, And so that's something that at the company we're working at, we are hiring top talent and we are raising that bar. And we've started to see that. So you have um, The Chosen has come out. That is top tier content. You know, a long time ago when Mel Gibson put out The passion of the christ that was like the very first one. like holy cow you can do high quality christian content um yeah and veggie tales was was good for its time um and it was fun you know my kids kind of grew up watching that i grew up watching it i still it's like it's like a guilty pleasure sometimes i like watching (laughs) but but we saw jesus revolution come out and then the wing feather saga these are all you're starting to see this really amazing christian creative talent and amazing storytelling and, and we're part of that story. Like what we're doing is is going to be part of that story.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah, I think part of it might be all of the accessibility. Like before we were talking, you guys are just now setting up your own kind of studio there in the office and we were telling you, hey, have you heard of the ATEM Mini? Have you heard of the Blackmagic Design setup that like yeah. gets puts a switcher for a couple hundred dollars <laughs> in your studio? Yeah, that used to be a barrier of like 60, a hundred thousand dollars, and now you can have it. At, like any YouTuber can save up and get one pretty quickly. And Mm -hmm. so it it gives access where there wasn't.
0: I think it's a little less of a barrier now, and I can get to that. But I think in the past, you know, if you were, if you wanted to make good money and you wanted to create a personal brand for yourself as a creative, you had to go work for some of these big creative companies. You know, I I spent time at Nike. I mean, you're never gonna find a company that did better marketing than Nike. I worked along some of the best talent in the world. And, you know, I knew a lot of believers there and just wonderful people, Um, but that's where you went to make money and you got to work with all the state of the art equipment. You got to work with the best marketing teams in the world. I mean, you get to meet the celebrities and that that's where that's all at. And so if you wanted to go out and say, you know, I want to go ahead and make some high quality Christian content, you might be like, wait, what? That doesn't exist. And and you're not going to make money. And so budgets have been really low. I mean, it it takes a phenomenal amount of money to produce something high quality. And that is the standard. Even Christians, even if they don't say it, that is the standard of of content. And so, like, I, I believe as a Christian culture for a long time is when we look at nonprofit or we look at like, you know, even giving to missionaries sometimes like, well, we got some used tea bags, we'll send them, you know, it's like, well, why would you not send them the best brand new tea in the world? Right, I mean, like, right. they're doing one of the most important jobs you could imagine. And I think that's been a huge barrier in the past. But I would say that over the past, you know, especially five years, we have seen companies take a step of faith, you know, the chosen, they went ahead and just put out a 15 minute pilot. And raise like $50 million. Right. And it's like, whoa, well, they're hungry. like, And so with $50 million, you can actually go recruit top-tier talent out of some of these great companies. And, and these are Christians working in these companies, and it's fine. You can be a Christian working anywhere and share the gospel. But it's I do believe it's becoming harder for them as we see some of these, you know, some of this content boy, it's, it's not safe anymore. And so these, these Christian creatives are looking for people like us or The Chosen or wing feather to work for. And you start to see companies take a step, go out there and claim this market. And you're starting to see some really great storytelling, really high quality. So when, when our product comes out and it's in the hands of, of, of kids and adults, like you're going to see like this is beautiful high-quality content and great storytelling. Mm. You know, we we hired a professional author who wrote our IP. You know, we're hiring from some really great brands, and God's brought us some amazing talent. And it's like, and we're able to pay them well. And, and, and I think that's exactly what the Lord would want. That's exactly what the Bible teaches, a worker's worth their wages. And so... Right. We're able to do that now. And so that barrier is being removed. But there is still a barrier because, yeah. you know, I, I still think people are like, hey, I want this high quality content. I want a really great alternative that's redemptive for my kid. Oh, but you're going to charge me for it. Right. Right. It's like, well, you can't really have <laughs> you, you, you have to invest money. That's a reality. And so that's, yeah. you know, that's part of it. But you don't you also want to invest in a company that. Their mission statement is about, hey, we want to see the faith of your children grow like that. That's our calling. That's our mission. And that's really where you want to invest your money. So,
2: no, I like that. I like the investment of money because, I mean, do our, are are our kids worth it? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Are are they worth it? Um, mm-hmm. I, what, I'm, I'm going to go here because I. I'm a little disappointed in like Jesus revolution, not the movie, not that it was mm-hmm. bad, but the people's attitude towards it. We are constantly screaming. We want better content. We want better this. We want better that. And then it comes out and everybody's like, Oh, well, you know, or like the chosen. Yeah. Well, is it, you know, they're adding a lot. And, and it's like, it's like, okay, come on, where are we going to be here? We We yeah. want good. We want good content, But you don't want good content or you don't want the content that's being put out there. Even, you know, even if they add a little bit to it, because when you bring in an author, what are like the 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 tiers? Like, what are you putting there to to, like what is the level? I I, I guess a better way. What kind of Bible is being put there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or or how is is godliness incorporated? How is godliness
2: incorporated? There we go.
0: Well, no, that's an excellent question. Um, and I have spent a lot of time thinking about this because storytelling is really important and you're right. And it does seem and it does sadden me that it does seem like like in the even in the evangelical Christian community or any denominations or we tend to eat our own sometimes. I, I don't understand right, that right. Um, and we tend to be really critical and, and I think part of that is it's is really from good intentions and this is part of how I'm answering this question is we truly do have core doctrines in the Bible that are not up for debate. (laughs) Like you don't get creative liberties on who the person of Jesus Christ is. Right. You don't get to retell that story and change the meaning. And so, so it's really good that we're critical and we're safeguarding and we're, we're watching that tower, but we tend to, you know, become almost like fundamentalists and how we interpret things instead of just like the Bible itself. And so, um, you know, okay, so what do we use? We use the Bible, <laughs> the Holy right. Bible. So yeah. and we get our core doctrines from that. And so we are a benefit corp company, and so we are for profit. But in our benefit corp, we, we literally state that we believe in the inerrancy of the Bible. Like like it is God's truth to mankind. And so we're not going to shift from that and so when we do our storytelling you know i've thought a lot about this i mean you are allowed to take creative liberties as a creative you know there's some things in the bible that you don't get to like i said there's core doctrines but there are some things you can take creative liberties in um and i think the chosen did this with some of their characters and you know i'm not taking a stance on this per se but like you know the character of matthew the way they you know the how they portrayed him well Well, I mean, the, it's not, they don't, the Bible doesn't tell everything about who Matthew is, right? He just stays a tax collector and and some other things. So, so there are some creative liberties, but you can never change the meaning or the purpose or you can, and you can't touch those core doctrines. And so, you know, and and I also think about like symbolism versus imagery, right? So like the cross is a symbol that means something. um, And, you know, communion is a symbol of communion with Christ. The cross is a symbol of Jesus dying on the cross. Baptism is a symbol of rebirth. You don't get to change and take creative liberties and change the meanings of the symbols. Those are symbols of, of who, who God is and who, who we are. But imagery, well, parables is imagery. And so he was speaking to a culture in a time and telling stories to give principles and truths and meaning. And so those are things that, uh, as creatives, you know, if you're talking about imagery, well, tell tell your story, you know. But but we can't change the meaning. So we have developed um, this really cool IP called the Rimverse, and it's a it's where you have these anthropomorphic animals that are you know animals that are humans, and they they all have their own journey and faith, and it's a, it's kind of a fantastical, adventurous world where the bible is true evil is real god is real but you know we're telling the story from an allegorical place and so you're going to get a lot of imagery in there you're going to have the the book of words you know you're going to have the bible you're going to have you know evil villains that represent certain things and and our characters themselves have their own stories you know for example um lucas is one of the favorites he's he's a He's a skunk with a crocodile outfit like Iron Man. And so, but he's actually not a necessarily a believer in, in his journey yet. And in his journey, his brother dies and his mom says, well, he's up in heaven. And so he's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go find him. And so he builds his rocket suit to get to heaven. And his friend knows, like, I don't think that's what your mom meant. He's in heaven. He's like, I gotta go find him. And he's, he's gonna find out his faith. He's gonna figure out that heaven's a real place and that it was made and, and that Jesus is there and he loves you. And, and so this is all imagery and allegory to tell the story. I mean, Chronicles of Narnia was a right. phenomenal storytelling. So, so, so I think that we can't hamstring our creatives When it comes to storytelling, wing feather, another amazing example of storytelling and imagery, but we're not changing core doctrine. You can't do that. That's the Bible. So that's where we get our inspiration. Our authors get their inspiration from the Bible. They have to believe the Bible is absolutely the word of God and there's core doctrines in it that you don't get to change. That's off limits, but we're going to tell the story about it. You know, we Mm. want kids to hear it, engage with it. So,
2: no I, I like that no because I mean, I just wanted to I, no, I, I want people to put the checks and balances in place uh, I'm, I'm okay with like going off and adding some yeah. imagery to it. I like the keywords I like that imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, it really because let's be real if you just <laughs> if you just tell the story straight through. Although I will say there's some good kids content out there that my daughter watches, but let me tell you something. They're still mm-hmm. taking some liberties. Right, right. <laughs> Cause sure. you'll watch yeah. the story. You'll watch <laughs> the story on, on minnow or yippee and, or more, more minnow. Yeah. And you're like, okay, but you know what? At the end of the day, our daughter sits there and she's like, Oh, let me talk. Let's play Joseph or, or let's play David or, and I mean, and she runs around the house and she's got the basic story down. Yeah. She's got the basic, the, the idea. And it's, and it's beautiful to watch those things. So I'm gonna. I'm asking another one. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Go
1: for it. I did. I took two in a row. Go
2: for it. All right. Cool. So you, 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 at the beginning, I said you homeschool. Okay, I was a little yeah. off on that one, but that's cool. And he said, I have an older daughter. We didn't homeschool. Wish we would have. So as a dad, I, I want to know that heart. Yeah. I want to know that mm-hmm. heart of of why you would jump ship from a, a a place like Nike and then go into something like this. What what was the heart behind that?
0: Oh man, uh, that's easy. <laughs> it was it was crazy how hard that decision was though. Um, and at the time I was actually working for, um, a pretty amazing healthcare company. So I actually made the jump from healthcare into, into mobile casual gaming. It's, it's been fun. And, um, you know, I'll always say this, no matter where you're, where you work, you can serve Jesus Mm. and share the gospel. It's about the people and it's about your workmanship. Um, but there was something inside me, even at even at Nike, and when I was at the, at this healthcare company, and it was one of the largest healthcare companies in the world. It's, fil- it's a philanthropic mission. I mean, your your mission is literally to heal people. So, I mean, how pure do you get? Um, so, but there's just a tug. There's something inside me. Like there's you know the, there's something more, and like here I am and. You know my kids are growing up they're my my littles my oldest is 24 but my littles are 14 12 and 10 i guess they're not so little anymore are they um <laughs> and you know they see me go to an office and dad goes and sits at a desk and looks at people and talks to people and then comes down and like that's it and it's like well i work for healthcare, and they're like what you don't heal people i don't get it so like <laughs> And there's this this thing that, that for me, and this is me, I'm not saying this is for everyone. I'm just saying this is what the Lord is doing to my heart is my kids had no idea what I did. And my kids wasn't doing anything really that they understood. And so anyway, when I was interviewing for different companies and I had a heart to go to a smaller company and have more impact and Trueplay came up. Um, and to make a long story, I won't tell you the little story, but I was interviewing at a couple of different companies at the same time. I I had my favorite in my heart, which was Trueplay, Um, but it was kind of scary. It's a brand new startup. It's Christian entertainment, which is like, wait a minute, we just talked about that. Does that exist? Um, (laughs) And And, I had a really great job offer from a really good agency and it was solid, it was stable, and I could have just continued my career. Um, But one day I walked down the stairs and I said, hey, so I just I just had another interview and they're going to move me on to the next one. And my my youngest daughter, Annabelle, she's precious. She goes, was it true play? And I go, yeah, it was. She goes, yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a minute. You get it. Like, and it wasn't about the video games. My literally my family. This was the time where we were on our knees praying about what's the next step. Yeah. Um, and to see that in my my daughter and and it's it's something she'll play with like the product i'm creating is something she'll play with i'm finally as a parent i have been struggling like what in the world can my kids watch that i don't have to literally be guarded and also have to fix right after they watch it
1: right and
0: I, and i don't think you should raise your children in bubbles like they should be confronted with what's happening in the world but i think it should be on your terms and uh, as much as possible. Um, but yeah, so why did I jump ship and, and jump on board this train? Is It's easy. I saw my daughter and I saw like she got it. And it was something my whole family could get behind. It was answering a problem that we need to answer. Like our kids need play. And they need a place to have play that's redemptive. And screen times will be part of their world. And so we need to create redemptive screen time where they can play and have fun and learn these values and so for me at my age feeling what I was feeling I could keep going down this big corporate route and have the corner office you know I was being groomed for a VP role there and or I could do something and answer the call and do something that changes the world hopefully and join a movement like like it's not just us like right. we're true play, we're going to provide something unique that we hope will be a household brand. But like, there is a movement happening, and you see it. Uh, you see, we've mentioned the brands like Wingfeather and Chosen, and it's happening. And I'm like, I want in. Like, I Ooh, want man. in. I literally didn't even apply to a job. I just wrote them a letter and said, I have to work here. <laughs> I have to be part of this vision. And I'm here. So for me. It was it was easy and hard at the same time, but it was easy in the sense that I'm doing something I know like is just so meaningful and so needed.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I remember as a kid, I didn't know that some of my books were Christian books. They were just high quality. And mm-hmm. they were this series. It was it was my favorite as a kid and I kept them. Adam Raccoon by Glenn Keane, who is a phenomenal Disney illustrator. And he Felt like he just wanted to actually illustrate something that would bring Christian values to children. So he illustrated some of Jesus's parables in the form of Adam the raccoon. And I didn't have any clue growing up that that whole thing was Jesus parables, because even though my parents were both Christian, they couldn't agree on where to go like what church to go. So we. So I was raised in this weird, amorphous Christianity kind of thing. And I had to come to it myself at 23. But then I pulled out all my books and I'm looking for when we got pregnant. So I was a Christian now and I'm looking at these books. I'm like, whoa, some of these are Christian. And then I looked at Adam Raccoon. I was like, oh, Adam Raccoon was Christian. And sometimes that's what I want is not just, you know, I think sometimes we, you know, if, if you're a Christian who can draw, then you need to d- redraw the Bible stories. If you're a Christian who can sing, go sing worship music. If you're a Christian who can act, go film some stuff for Pure Flicks. And that's that's fine. But yeah. at the same time, you're, you're, it's good to feed your own. But you can also, and this is what you're getting at, is you can do something that attracts even those... Who don't know anything about your own, you know, like C.S. Lewis and Narnia and yeah. Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Like, there's stuff in there that you're gleaning, even if you don't realize that they were Christians. And we yeah. don't need to have to look that far back to see those kinds of influences. You know, I would love for them to come forward and there be stories that Christians made them. And it's, it's not so overtly Christian that all of the unsaved kids' parents are like, no, stay away from that app. It's gonna teach you to be a bigot, Johnny. Mm-hmm. But instead, be like, that's a great story. I wanna download it, Mom. And then, yeah. you know, it, and, and so I think that that is what the goal can be, the vision can be, is not just something for the Christian kids that were raising Christian, but also something that will entice the children and show them, that the world doesn't have to be what they're being force fed. There's an uh, there's they can taste and see something different, right. and and that'll sit with them. They'll be like, "What's that thing I saw that time? That felt mm-hmm. different." So
2: no, that's good.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that is well said, and I I, I often think like just because I think that the idea of doing something Christian was like, well, go be a missionary. Or just support a missionary or, Hey, I threw a cross on it. So it's Christian. It's like, well, (laughs) well, no, actually, you know, business is a godly enterprise if you do it with godly principles and like, you know, take, take just a, a mechanic, you know, someone working on your car, if they do good craftsmanship, if they're, you know, charging you the right amount and you're paying them and it's a good transaction, like, like that's how it's supposed to be. And like, those are, whether you're a Christian or not, those are principles right out of the Bible. And so, you know, with creatives, you know, my daughter, if you go to my 12-year-old daughter's room, it's just plastered. She loves art. And so it's just plastered with all this art. She just puts them all over her wall. And um, she's enamored with, with troop, like she's like, oh, I want to do that digitally. It looks cool. I'm like, well, we'll start with paper. Um, start <laughs> with mechanics. But like, they're not Christian pictures, right? <laughs> They're like right. dragons and Lord of the Rings stuff. And like, you know, and it's like, uh, but it's beautiful.
2: Right.
1: And
0: like, like God put those images there. Like she, he gave her those creative abilities. And it's like, when you look at things that are beautiful and structured and well done, it's like, you don't have to put a cross on it. Right. It's beautiful. Like that's how God created us to be. And so, um, I do encourage creatives to, you know, like we go, go back to it. Like you can never change the meaning of core doctrine, right? Like, like that doesn't mean you have creative liberty to do whatever you want, but you definitely have liberty to be creative with the gifts God gave you. And that is very much a, a God given thing. And I think that's what you're getting at a little bit. Like we don't have to box ourselves into this. Well, you have to only do it for, you have to label all your stuff this way or label it. And it's like, no, you just, you can, you can tell the story of the Bible and, you
2: know, like, right? I, 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 I'm going to say this, though. I think we boxed ourselves in when we were like, well, yeah, she draws dragons. Well, hello. I believe dragons are in the Bible.
1: <laughs> hey, you're, you're, I know you're, we're you're in that, re- that camp. Right. We're like, hey, that sounds like a dragon. That's, that's really cool. cool. No, Run with it. Run with I, it. I,
2: I think that I think that when we when we sit here and we think about because I think it all boils down to this. we We see the world and we see the darkness. We see where it's going. We see. You know, it doesn't take long for you to, to open your eyes. I mean, we just got canceled off of, a, off of a, a platform. Well, actually, the platform got canceled because it didn't go with culture, it didn't go with society, mm-hmm. so they shut it down. Uh, and, and, and people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, another door will open. But in, in my book, I was kind of like, cool. <laughs> like, like, we're a part of something that culture and society doesn't like. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, and I think that what's really cool, though, with what, what a lot of the creatives are doing, though, is that we're bringing in, and I wouldn't just say innuendos, but we're, we're bringing in content that shows, like, okay, Adam, Adam Raccoon, yeah. right? Now we can explain to our daughter how that plays along mm-hmm. with, with the Bible, right? And yeah. so, it, I, I feel like- She actually figured it you, out
1: for herself, which is the coolest true. thing when she was three. Yeah. She's but, like, mommy, are we like Adam Raccoon? And is, <laughs> and is, the, is King, I think, what's Aaron. his name? King Aaron- yeah, King Aaron is he Jesus? And I'm like, you figured it out at three. Uh, I
0: love so. it when God reveals Himself to King <laughs> Right, there's, right. There's She's like,
1: like it wow. just seems that way. But yeah, continue.
2: So no, so so in that, do you do you feel like because of you know the liberties and 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 being able to make content that shows it in a little different light that that's something that would stay a lot around longer than than the platforms that are just straight up, you know talking Bible, talking this, you know, as as society and culture starts to amp up and say, no, we don't receive what you guys believe. Do you believe that this is going to give longevity to the platforms?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think I see what you're saying. Um, You know, if we kind of think about cancel culture and if you just kind of overtly come out, it's like, hey, this is Christian. This is what I believe. Like you're kind of at risk of like being deplatformed or or whatever, and I think if you're, if you're able to portray your artwork, your creativeness in ways that are not overtly Christian, but are still telling the lessons, um, yeah, I think they probably will stay around longer. Um, and I think that's good, and we need that. Um, I, I would also challenge people, and this is something we say at True Play, like, we're not heavy-handed
1: right.
0: With, right. with it, but we're never going to pull our punch. Like, right. and I, I think that's something that even in my own life, growing up, it's like I've pulled too many punches. There was a time where you do have to speak the truth in love. Right. And, and so I, I do encourage creatives don't. You should create there, but don't don't always stay there. Right. right. Once in a while, don't
2: right. pull your punch. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I, I that always makes me think of like the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to preach. Everything, (laughs) like every Sunday, the same message over and over. If I'm preaching the whole Bible, the whole context of the Bible, I'm going to hit different points. And and well, maybe this week I just happen to have it. I think that we do get heavy handed sometimes. Uh, Not necessarily our podcast. We kind of keep it on the challenging of a Christian, but we do get a little heavy handed. We get so, so caught up that like culture is coming against Mm -hmm. us. It's, it's, it's hammering us down that I am so thankful that we do have these things still coming out. It hasn't completely just erased. It's like you right. know, like when you say fifty percent. But watch this, like you said, there's a movement that's that's
1: happening—a Christian
2: renaissance. a Christian Renaissance. There, that's a good word. Uh, always got the good words. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But but we, but we but it's it's really cool to see that you guys are doing something so awesome. Yeah. Um, and we're, I think we're going to get to talk more about this.
1: Yeah, we actually have someone else. Will will. Hold who it is until it's time, but we have someone else from True Play that will be jumping on in in a few mm-hmm. weeks. But um, yeah, no, I I think what we've discussed today so important, not just for the Christian parent, but for the Christian who might struggle and grapple with creativity in general, and maybe a little discomfort if you know it's a it's a it's a Christian rapper, but they don't always rap John three sixteen. Am I, is it okay to listen when, is it okay to listen to Lauren Dago if she sings a love song about a guy like, you know, or, or something like that? Cause you sometimes yeah. get into, like you said, fundamentalist spaces. And I think that you get, you get to Philippians four, eight, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever mm. is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And in a world, I think this is why we're having a Christian renaissance. Things have gotten so ugly and upside down, so desperate, so starved that the Christians who were, I'll just say it, being lazy and consuming the content out there couldn't bear it anymore. And they were like, what am I doing? And they started putting out whatever is good, pure and lovely. And like you said, you know, technically just a fox... Or a deer is more Christian than some of the stuff coming out because guess who made them with his perfect engineering mm-hmm. and ingenuity? The Lord. Right. You know? And so everything doesn't have the cross slapped on it, the Jesus fish, right? But it's pointing to and bringing him glory. And that's what we can aim to provide for our children, for one another. And I think that that is a very valiant. And respectable effort and desire from anyone who's who's wanting to get in. And into I'm going
2: to take this a step farther because we're talking about Christian, Christian content, Christian people, Christian, Christian. But watch this: there are people that aren't Christian that are starved.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm.
2: and 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 some and and they're is sick and fed up with the way things are going,
1: and they're going to be looking,
2: and they're going to be looking, and so we have an opportunity as creatives mm-hmm. to bring a light that's different, and so where it has them leaving the theater, or has them leaving an app, or has them leaving, you know, uh, 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 whatever it is that right. the, what they that the, that they've ingest, uh, you know, ingested, right? Thinking like, wow, what is this about? Mm-hmm. And at the end yeah. of the day, it becomes it becomes what we've been called to do. And that's to get out there, share the gospel and disciple people.
1: Yeah,
0: you're right. The, the world is starving for this. And it's it's not just someone who calls himself a Christian. And, you know, I, I've seen far too many times and, and I, you know, I'm guilty at times, I guess, too. But, you know, I've seen far too many times where it's like, well, I don't like that. I don't like that those people are terrible. I hate that. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, It's like, well, what are you about? And and I think, I think that's where, that's one of the things that I know I've talked about with our leadership team is like, Hey, listen, we don't, we just need to go out there and tell people what we're about. Mm, That's what the world needs. And that, and that's, they're hungry for it. And, and I would just encourage your listeners, like, go find the people, like, whether it's us or whether it's Wingfeather or Trueplay, sorry, I'm Chosen, and like these companies that are like, get behind them. Yes. Right. Like, Support like them. you're not alone. Like, help yeah. is here is what right. we're saying. It's right. like, you right. you you want it. And, and it's not just Christians. It's, you know, our previous company... Um, uh, we had we, we made some games 10 years ago. I wasn't there for this, but um, we made some games like I think it was 10 years ago and it was explicitly a Christian game. A third of the people who played that game were not Christians, right And it's there's just a hunger for good redeeming storytelling right. and digital content and it's here.
2: Like we're building. And that's exciting. I'm excited yeah. to be part of the movement too. So yeah. Absolutely. And like, like you said, support your creatives.
1: Yes. <laughs> support yeah. your creatives. Yes. You can support. Don't be afraid to, don't expect it all to be a ministry that is just, Cold you know, labor. Because guess what a ministry <laughs> is? Something that runs on donations. So you can either donate or pay, <laughs> but put your money where your prayer hands are. give it it, 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 it back to people
2: and what what he's saying uh, it it costs money yeah people we tell people all the time we're like yeah you know that this costs us about $2,000 a year blows their mind just to sit here in front of a couple lights right (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like it's a couple thousand dollars a year and it's like so hey, get yeah. out there, co-labor. It is awesome talking to yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you Matt. so much. I, I think that there's a lot of good takeaways on this. Yeah, um, and we're thankful for you. Is there anything a shout out, a shout out, uh, a thought that you want to leave everybody with? Something just to ping them with before you go.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Shay Michelle, for having me. I am, um, you know, my wife. She listens to your podcast. She's like, I like that. Um, ah! And if, I, if my wife likes you, it's like you're in. Um,
1: Yay! We'll have her on.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Talk about homeschooling with her. Yes. What's what's it like to homeschool and feel totally overwhelmed and underwater? Um, Oh, there you go. That's That's, perfect. That's exactly what,
1: that's the title right there.
0: There you go. Uh, I'll leave leave you with this in the audience with this is it's happening. Mm, Like help is here and it's happening. I love Christian Renaissance, whatever you want to call it. There is a movement. It's, and it's happening. So get excited, like parents, like I know you're starving, we're here. Like people are doing it and that's yeah. exciting to me. So Amen. I'll leave you Amen. with that.
1: Thank you so much for being here, joining in on this conversation. For everybody listening, you can go to trueplaygames.com. That's T-R-U playgames.com. Go ahead and download and check out what they are baking in their oven. As for us, you can support us at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast and check us out at the So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.